you were at a massive event for boxing, of course, uh, the second Bud Crawford and Errol Spence Jr. presser. And uh, we're going to get into all of that. But I mean, how was the vibe like before we get into everything and as well as TFM Lopez? <laughs> the vibe was good. Um, it was very tense in the beginning and kind of loosened up uh, as, as, as they went. There's clearly a level of respect there that Tank and Ryan, not that they didn't have, but there was more um not hatred but dislike for one another leading up to that fight and it felt more personal whereas this it just feels like it feels more like a business transaction where both guys understand yeah this is it like this is what we have to do in order to get to the next step of our of our legacy and i was thinking about this yesterday because people were saying this fight is late this fight is late and yes i think 2020 though maybe covid or 2019 would have been ideal to get this fight uh, because this was first discussed in like 2018, I remember. But here's the thing: like, we're getting it at a great time because they're both undefeated. This isn't Mayweather-Pacquiao. This is this is different because in between the Mayweather-Pacquiao wait, Pacquiao got knocked out by Juan Manuel Marquez. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So you know what? Let's get right into it, and uh, we're gonna discuss that as well as a, a guy that's being talked about a lot right now after his very impressive victory from over the weekend over Josh Taylor, Teofimo Lopez. So you know what? Let's get right into it. All right, so it's official, and it's been official for a while, but now we're getting the press conferences, and if you were listening on the audio side, we appreciate you. Um, remember to leave a rate and review wherever you do find your audio, and if you're watching this on YouTube, make sure to hit that like button, hit that subscribe button, and if you already have, thank you so much for rocking with us. Um, Brian, you were at the Bud Crawford Errol Spence Jr. Presser, and we were just talking about the vibe that was going on. But from everything that you kind of saw there while you were there, what was the biggest takeaway for you? There's a level of respect there that I think uh, will be overlooked in the buildup to this by some people, uh, especially because this is a fight that will draw very tribal instincts from boxing fans because a lot of people are one or the other, Errol Spence guy or Terrence Crawford guy. And or woman. And I think that the, both of these guys are awesome and they know that the other guy that they're fighting is awesome. They've acknowledged that in the press conference, but they both have an innate belief that they're going to knock out their opponent or beat their opponent, however it may get done. And they should, because why else would you get in the ring? <laughs> why else would you compete? It's a sports. Why else should you do anything if you think you're not going to you know, overcome somebody else on the other side of it? But it was great to be at is it's kind of like, all right, this is actually happening. Finally, you get that feeling, right? Because it's something that's been talked about for so long in my lifetime. It's one of the fights I've anticipated the most. And in my opinion, this is the biggest fight in boxing that you can make right now. So for me, I've been waiting for this fight for about five years now. And everyone's talking about how it's a little bit late. I actually don't think it's late. If you think about the fact that they are both undefeated and they're not past their prime yet. I still feel like, you know, Bud isn't close to 40 years old just yet. And he's still knocking out dudes. He's just coming off, you know, a very big performance as well. Um, you know, against a guy that we didn't really want to see him fight in David Evanesian. <laughs> but nonetheless, it was a good finish for Bud. And ever since he's moved to the welterweight division, he's been TKOing everybody. 
right? So that's extremely impressive because you would think that he would have been TKOing or knocking out everybody before, but he's been doing it in this division. And then you look at a guy like Spence, who is an absolute technician and he has power as well. I think stylistically, this fight is everything that we've been waiting for. And if you're a boxing fan, this is the fight that we all want to see. I mean, we've gotten some massive fights this year, Tank and Ryan, uh, Josh Taylor and Teofimo Lopez. But this one is the biggest one because I go back and compare it to, you know, Money Mayweather and Pac-Man. That's how big this fight is. And for this generation, I think it's the fight of the era. So I actually don't think it's too late for this fight. And there's also um, in the contract that, Whoever wins, there's going to be a rematch. So very likely we get a second one. And, um, you know, if Bud wins the first one and say Spence wins the second one, then very likely we get a trilogy fight as well. So yeah. we might be getting a lot of these fights and it's a good payday for these guys. The one number that I want to mention, Brian, $84.99 on pay-per-view. Pretty good number. Yeah, I mean, that's either in the ballpark of or the exact same that Tank and Ryan got um, for their fight, which it makes sense. This is that big of a fight. It's I would say it's a bigger fight in terms of like for boxing, it's undisputed. It's, you know, all those things. Now, in terms of buys and popularity with uh, casual fans and different sort of demographics, we'll see because uh, there's there's not somebody who resonates with the with the Gen Z fan base <laughs> in the way that Ryan Garcia does. But like also Gen Z fan bases, I don't know if they're paying for eighty four ninety nine. Are you not Gen Z? They're probably I'm a millennial fam. We keep uh, talking about. I didn't. Them. I didn't know that. I thought you were a Gen Z the whole time. No, I've I've told you this. I was born in I was born in 1994. I'm a millennial. Okay, we're, so you we're just in make the, same, the cut. We're you in just the same make the shit. cut. We're in the same whatever. You know? But I think you just make the cut, right? You're like a younger millennial. Yeah, but like that, the cut is like 1996. Okay. Yeah, so you just make the cut. Something like that. 1996 or 1997. They're not two years away. It's not like that's, I was born in New Year's Eve, cut. 1995. What are you hey, talking man, about? I'm just saying you just made the cut. Not, nonetheless, <laughs> I'm just saying, though, you know what? I think this fight isn't going to be obviously like Ryan Garcia because, like, he transcends the sport, right? He's like a different type of superstar in boxing. But I do think it's a fight where even casual fans – Fans yes. that don't necessarily buy pay-per-views usually Absolutely. are going to have a fight party for this. And Brian and I have talked about this. Is it fight party worthy? This is. Mm -hmm. This is one of the biggest fights that we're possibly going to get. And like I mentioned, for me, it's just like uh, Money Mayweather and Pac-Man. For me, yeah. at least. Like, that's how big this fight is. So I'm super excited for it. We are going to be doing a lot of content for this when it does happen. Um, you know, we're going to have betting and all that for you, Brian, any last final thoughts on Bud and Spence before we move on? Yeah, just, you know, um, I thought the press conference was also well done and they actually, unlike Teofimo Lopez and Josh Taylor, were allowed to do a face off, a proper Thank face God. off, um, which, you know, weird. Um, but you know, I, I think I think you know Errol Spence was also he was great with the media. He stayed around for a long time afterwards. And somebody else who was there, Teofimo Lopez, we're going to talk about him now. He just sort of made an entrance there, and he was doing a lot of media there. And he uh, was somebody who was one of the major players in this. So we might as well transition to Teofimo Lopez now because he insists he's retired, and he says that he wants a hundred million to return, and he basically just wants a lot of money from top rank to continue boxing and feel like fighters should be paid yada 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 now he just got that win uh over josh taylor which we did the live 
uh, on and thank you to everyone who came out for that because um, we had a bunch of people in the chat and we've had a bunch of people watch it since act after the fact. So definitely appreciate that and the support on the channel. Teofimo Lopez being there, um, he said that he's talked to Top Rank about commentating. He said instead they have Michaela Mayer there and he said, quote, Michaela Mayer doesn't know shit about boxing, close quote, um, <laughs> which I don't know why he took a stray at her. But I'm sure he could have someone... gotten anyone, and he was like, you know what, Michaela Mayer, that's the one who I'm a fire shots at. Someone in the comments, someone in the comments will point out to me, oh, Michaela Mayer says some shit about Teofimo Lopez in the past, which could be true. I'm not sure, but you know, um, regardless, that happened. And uh, I don't know what do we think because he's he's I, I still don't buy his retirement, and I'm not going no, to buy it un unless he unless he vacates the WBO championship. And you know, Teofimo Lopez is not going to want to do that because. I think he was the happiest when he had his belts at 135, right? That's when Teofimo Lopez really became this superstar that people really wanted to see fight. And I think when he lost those belts to George Cambosos Jr., there were so many questions about him. So I think this is the one thing that really keeps his head on straight. And I mean that because he's going through so many things outside of the ring and he deals with so many issues with the media because he doesn't really mess with the media, to be real with you. Um, I actually don't think he's asking for a lot. Now, when people think $100 million, he's not asking for $100 million for one fight. I believe he's looking for a deal that was similar to what Tyson Fury had with ESPN and Top Rank, where it's like six to eight fights that where he gets $100 million. So depending on that, you split that up between six to eight fights. And I think Teofimo Lopez is actually worthy of that number because he is a draw for fans. The only thing is, I don't think he gets that from top rank. I do think a place like Matchroom could give him a good deal like that, maybe for three to five fights, maybe a lower number that could be similar to that. But he's asking for a lot of money. I think he deserves a payday as well at this point. And I don't, I'm not mad at him for asking for that number. And I don't think it's extremely outlandish. Do you think that like that's a number where you're like, oh my God, he doesn't deserve it? Yeah, if it's over the course of, I think Tyson Fury's, when they did the math on it, the report was like five fights for like a hundred million American dollars, something along those lines, which would basically be twenty million to fight. Which for Tyson Fury makes a lot of sense. So I don't think Teofimo Lopez is getting that. Yeah. I think he could get a hundred million, as you said, over the course of maybe six to eight, probably on the eight side, because that would make a little bit more sense. It's palatable. Um, if you're doing the math there, that's something in that twelve thirteen range, I believe. Yeah. And uh, you know, that makes sense. That yeah. makes sense. Yeah, like I, th that's fine. And he's a draw, but I don't. Again, is Top Rank going to give him that? Because really, like, Top Rank's biggest draw is who? Tyson Fury, and then after that, like they're pushing, they're pushing Teofimo Lopez, they're pushing Shakur Stevenson. Yeah. Um, you know, they're pushing Sidisa Estrada. I don't think she's getting one hundred million dollars. Uh, Jared Anderson's getting pushed, but he's not like at that level yet. But that's somebody who's going to be, be probably. Yeah, he will. He will definitely be. <laughs> you know, and, and there are some others that we can throw out there, but you you get the point, right? Like, the, who who's is Teofimo Lopez not the second biggest name in terms of popularity right now that they have on their roster? I would believe so. I mean, I think it's a tie between really him and Shakur Stevenson because people are really curious about what Shakur is going to be doing in this division. And let's be serious. He's next up. He's next up to be this superstar. And, you know, he has the numbers to prove it to back it, too. And he's fighting in Jersey. He's selling out every time. So in Jersey, puts... though, that's his hometown. Exactly. Which is what I think people would say back. It's like he had his last two fights at Prudential. And, you know, what's. When are they going to like, is he going to be at the theater 
or perhaps even the big house at some point. He has been on like undercards, yeah. but you know, not the I same. remember um, when I went to go see Teofimo Lopez and Pedro Campa, that was at Resorts World, right? Because usually like if it's a big fight, you're going to be at T-Mobile, uh, you're going to be at the MGM or something like that. But it was at Resorts World and it was small, right? So a lot of people were giving him heat for it because there were some empty seats. It wasn't a packed house. So I think for Teofimo Lopez, it's also like, is he putting the butts in the seats as people like to say up here in Canada when they're trying to sell tickets, right? Yeah. Um, and I think at this point, he is going to be selling those tickets. Like I would like his next fight to be in the big house at MSG and not the theater because I think he could do it. I thought him and Josh Taylor could have been at that, um, which was really confusing to me. But I think it really depends on what his next fight is too. Like if it's him and Devin Haney, that's a fight in Vegas for that's sure. A, or Easy. at the Garden. Yeah, yeah. That's, I think that's I think it, yeah. I, I think that's a fight that easily happens as well. Um, you know, or if it's a fight with him and Regis, I think it could also sell out. Like that's a massive fight. Maybe more nerds would maybe appreciate that. But he's one of the top guns now at 140 pounds, and you can't deny that. And he has little much. He has a crazy resume, man. And I think people just go back to what happened against George Cambosis Jr. But man, sometimes that happens, right? And, and ultimately, look, I. I'd like to see fighters get paid uh, what they're worth. Yeah. Combat sports athletes in general, because we should, we could talk about MMA pay structures in the UFC all day. But <clears throat> if Teofimo Lopez is worth, if he feels like he's worth a hundred million dollars and somebody's going to give it to him, then hats off to him. I don't know if it's going to be top rank. We'll see. Um, ideally yeah. that, you know, that would be nice because they've developed them over the years and they've had the relationship doesn't seem as strong as it was before, obviously. Uh, when you talk to people, but look, I think he's worth a lot of money. He clearly is. And I wish that the fight with Josh Taylor was at the Garden because maybe the discussion would be a little bit different right now. Ideally, his next fight would be at the Garden. Maybe if it's Heisman night, we'll see. Maybe they'll put it back in the theater. I don't know. But Devin Haney, Regis Progray, these are some of the guys you want to see him fight against. Maybe even, uh, you know, if it's top rank and it's still top rank, we might see Jose Ramirez or Arna Barbosa. Both I'm with that, fight. though. Both of them should fight each other, and then the winner of that should probably get a title shot after. It just makes a lot of sense. Why hasn't it happened yet? doesn't make sense. Um, but look, I think regardless, he he's he's worth a lot of money. Would he take five years of, rather, would he take five fights for 60, 12 million a fight? I'm not sure. But that's that seems like a fair offer. But if he really is insistent on 100 million, you know, maybe he'll have to, maybe he'll have to uh, like come down a little bit because you know, mm -hmm. good negotiator, ask for more than you can get, settle for less. We'll see what happens. Uh, ideally, Teofimo gets his money because his last performance and what he's shown throughout his career, he's worth a lot. Yeah, for sure. And uh, here at the mandatory, we want to know your thoughts on what you thought about the Bud and Spence presser. Did you think that they had too much respect for each other? A little bit of a few jabs there, but you can tell that those guys have a lot of respect for each other. Let us know. Also, let us know who you're rolling with early predictions. Uh, follow us at the mandatory TKO. You can find us on Instagram, TikTok, Twitter. And also let us know what you think about Teofimo Lopez wanting that $100 million fight contract. Uh, let us know if you agree with it, if you think he's worth the paper thanks so much for rocking with us we're going to be back with some more content because we got a fight coming up this week and for a guy that is in the 140 pound division regis progray arguably the best in the division we'll get into that though stay tuned and we'll be back with some more content